volunteer or donate money, visit the Shelter Association of Washtenaw County on the web at www.annarborshelter.org or call at area code 734-662-2829. Chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, it's Mike. And this here, Pandora's Lunchbox, is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. It's the first Pandora's Lunchbox of summer, yes. So what is in the first Pandora's Lunchbox of summer lunchbox? Well, lots of fish. Cooked some, not so, some not so well cooked, some raw, in the form of music, and, and a little bit of cheese, too. So cheese and fish. Last week, I had a guest on the show talking about a book that's at a University of Michigan library where the outside of the book is a typical binding, but the inside of the book, the pages, as it were, were slices of American cheese. So I'm going to keep you up, keep you updated in the next few weeks when I find out more about how that book is doing. That was in the, uh, it was in the restoration place on South Campus because there were little white spots forming on those pages slash cheese singles. In the meantime... There was a cheese alarm set off, in a sense, when they found this these little spots on the cheese. So I didn't get to this song last week. I'm going to get to it this week. Robin Hitchcock played at the Ark last weekend. It was awesome. So here he is. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> Always good to start the show with something surprising. That's, look, that's Robin. It's Robin Hitchcock as a kid. Not really. Here we go. Thank you. 
easier and slippery breathe All of these cheeses, they happen to me Oh, please Ralph Beccarino and Moody Rams Hall Stop me before I just swallow it all Oh, please Somebody ring the cheese along Oh, please Somebody ring the cheese along Goat's cheese cylinder tangy and white Roll over me in the flickering night Smoked. The pleasure is mine, he obligingly joked Oh, please Somebody ring the cheese along Oh, please Somebody ring the cheese along Don't keep me up late I can't even fit into size 38 Oh, please Chartering Stilton with your blue-blooded veins Can't build a palace without any trains Oh, please Oh, please Oh, please Sits on the other and gloats Oh, please Truckle of cheddar in a muslin rind Would you give it all up for some real peace of mind? Oh, no No, no, where'd he go? That's Robin Hitchcock and the cheese alarm I was alarmed by the ending of that that's from 1999, a whole 20 years ago. Robin Hitchcock did that song and other wonderful songs at the Ark last weekend. So feeling celebratory and cheesy. So this was in Al Jazeera this week. This has a food-related theme and also to do with seafood. In recent weeks, a rocky outcrop in the North Atlantic has become the scene of a tug-of-war. Rockall is an island which covers about half the area of an ice hockey rink, 260 miles west of Scotland's Western Isles. Earlier this month, the Scottish government warned that vessels from Ireland could be boarded if they fish within 12 miles of the rock formation. The UK claims ownership over Rock Hall and the 12 nautical miles of ocean around it. The Scottish government says it has always been unlawful for any non-British boats to fish within this radius. The Irish, including its national government, disputes Scotland's legal claim. They say their vessels have been fishing within the waters of this eroded volcano for generations and will continue to do so. The spot is rich in squid, monkfish, and haddock, which sounds a bit like a Robin Hitchcock lyric, and it carries the prospect of undiscovered oil and gas reserves. 
Oh boy. And it gets more fun because Ireland also fired its that is, excuse me, Iceland also fired its own shot across the bows of the Rockall standoff. Last week, the small Nordic island nation reaffirmed its national claim by declaring that, quote, the Hatton Rockall area is part of the Icelandic continental shelf. John O'Kane from Greencastle Fishermen's Cooperative of County Donegal, Ireland, says if there was a hard Brexit or a no-deal Brexit, it would be 99% sure that we in Ireland would be put out of UK waters immediately. And that is not a scenario that anyone in the Republic of Ireland wants at all. Oh boy. Well, maybe we should just uh, get together, have a big old drink, and sing a happy song about seafood. What do you think?
What They Said, That's the Divine Comedy, and a seafood song. It's not just any seafood song, it is a seafood song by Divine Comedy. Our wolf has walked into the room, and so he's getting ready to have us face the music at 7 this evening, and I'm looking forward to that. Things you can do for food right now include going to Top of the Park. It's a lovely summer day. It's so summer, I mean, really. Honey Monsoon, speaking of food, Honey Monsoon is getting on the Rackham stage at 7 p.m. in front of Rackham Auditorium. And Anna Birch will be playing at 8.30 p.m. on that same stage. And they'll be showing Black Panther at 10 p.m. So, food-related things. This is a story... It says here, this is a story in men. I don't think that's correct. Men magazine says the following. Although, anyway, a question that's often baffled scientists is how certain species of fish can sometimes appear and even proliferate in isolated bodies of water that not previously, that not previously known to harbor them. This is my typo. Please enjoy it. A new study has demonstrated that the most unlikely explanation might actually be right. It's possible these fish fell from the sky, specifically from the rear end of a swan. Cue the music. I don't have any music. A study in the journal Ecology by researchers at a university in Brazil found that killfish eggs can kill a fish eggs, excuse me, can in rare cases survive being swallowed by swans enduring a journey through their digestive tracts before being pooped out. Sorry, it's nature, people. Because killifish eggs have a thick outer membrane, they stand a chance of coming through the digestive tract of an animal intact. Not all of what a swan ingests will be absorbed. Their stomachs are built to extract nutrients quickly and get rid of whatever's left so the birds can eat again. In rare cases, that can mean an egg that can go on to prosper. What a life, though. Huh? In the meantime, all he wants to do, word has it, is uh, fish. Some it takes a lot to make the life whole. But all he needs. 
بشیم پا That's The Replacements, and this is a from a collection called The Replacements All for Nothing, a compilation from the 1997s that was All He Wants to Do is Fish. And this is a bit of a sad story. This appeared in National Geographic. Scientists have shown for the first time that some wild corals are feeding on tiny shreds of plastic trash. Even worse, the animals seem to prefer these microplastics over their natural food, even when the plastic is carrying bacteria that can kill them. The new study was published by Proceedings of the Royal Society B, Biological Sciences. It focused on a temperate species of coral collected off Rhode Island, one that builds small clusters no larger than human fist. Researchers say the findings suggest that more familiar tropical reef-building corals may also be consuming and being harmed by microplastics. Those are bits of plastic waste smaller than a fifth of an inch across. The U.S. government banned the use of microbeads in 2015, but the ban only went into effect a little over a year ago. Like other plastics, they will survive in the environment and pose a threat to corals for centuries. Again, I'm going to say this. Coral, some wild corals are feeding on tiny shreds of plastic trash, and worse, they seem to prefer these microplastics over their natural food. I don't think there can be too many fish in the sea. Do you? Look here, girls. Take this advice and remember always in life. Into each heart.
Inkster's finest, the Marvelettes, too many fish in the sea, yeah. It's 10 minutes before 7. That means Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up. Undoubtedly going to be another, yet another wonderful hour of music, primarily of music from the first half of the 20th century, and just, just wonderfulness. Now here's another seafood story, not quite a fish story, but this is about mantis shrimps. National Geographic says mantis shrimps are aggressive relatives of crabs and lobsters. They are not invited to Thanksgiving anymore. Their secret weapons are a pair of hinged arms folded away under their head, which they can unfurl at incredible speeds. The spearer species have arms ending in a fiendish barbed spike that they use to impale soft-bodied prey like fish. But the larger smasher species have arms ending in heavy clubs and use them to deliver blows with the same force as a rifle bullet. These are shrimp. With each pump, (laughs) with each punch, the club's edge travels at about 50 miles per hour, over twice as fast as scientists had previously estimated. Yikes. And if you think about it, they're traveling at 50 miles an hour through water, which is going to hold you back quite a bit. Doesn't hold them back. And at the time of writing, the mantis shrimp's punch, it says here, was a strong candidate for the fastest movement in the natural world. However, it has since been trumped by the bite of the well-named trap-jaw ant, whose mandibles close with an almost unbelievable maximum speed of 140 miles per hour. Yikes. This discovery was made by none other than Sheila Patek, who also made the discovery about mantis shrimps. The mantis shrimp's punch is still the world's fastest limb movement, but the trap-jaw ant's jaws leave it dragging in its wake. They wrote that. I didn't. National Geographic, 2008. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for that. You know, once again, Honey Monsoon is about to come on stage at Top of the Park, followed by Anna Birch. This is, of course, by the Clock Tower. If you're just wandering around Ann Arbor looking for something free to do, they have foods, they have drinks, and they have musics. Let's end with another cheese song. We bookended this show with songs about cheese at the beginning and end because we had a show about a cheese book last week. Got that? No? Yes? Here is from Strike Up the Band by George and Ira Gershwin. I've never played this before. We'll have to see just how exciting it is. This is going to get us to the end of the show and into Face the Music. This is a song with the wonderful title, which is escaping me now, but look, it's going to to take me a moment to get to this title, but it is here it comes. This is worth it. The title is called Fletcher's American Cheese Choral Society. All right, get ready. Everybody, everybody sing. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep listening. Never stop doing that.
from office boy to doorman, everyone agrees that I'm the finest foreman. Working for Fletcher's cheese, our product is represented, never fails to please. We've cows that are contented, working for Fletcher's cheese. We're glad to know the cows are so That's all that I'm asking of you. Never shirk, shirk, shirk. But show me just what you can do. On Saturday we pay off the help in our employ. On Sunday there's a day off for every girl and boy. Unless I am away, off this job should be a joy. I am telling you there's little to do but work, work, work. Sunday about settles it. This is WCBN-FM Ann Harbor, isn't it? My name's R. Wolf. It's time to face the music. And you know, it's really too hot outside. So I thought I'd give you uh, some music that you don't have to take too seriously. 
How's about the Coliseum Dance Orchestra with a medley of the latest dance hits? This record was cut in 1926. It's time to face the music. Let's go. (laughs) 